Hello, I'm Paul. And I'm Wyatt. And this is Father Son 49ers Talk. We've been a little bit delayed. We actually didn't get an uh, episode recorded last week, so we weren't able to come out after the devastating news of Jimmy Garoppolo being injured. So while this is a little bit late, we are going to get into the Chiefs game, but we really have to sit down and talk about the, you know, I guess the the elephant in the room, which is Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. So, Wyatt, what do you think? What, what was your reaction when you saw the injury? So, I I had high hopes for the year. I mean, high hopes, speaking, just like reasonable but high mm-hmm. for, compared to other years. When I saw that, it was just like instant heart drop. Just like, not, you know what I mean? Just like instantly. It was like, oh, are you kidding? Yeah, no, I agree. I was watching the game. And sitting there, and he was – we were playing all right. I mean, we, we were playing well to a certain point. We were in the game. We had a chance to win the game. And he just went for that extra yard, and it just was – un. it felt unnecessary. And he took a big hit earlier where it was kind of the same thing, right, where he took a big hit when he was going out of bounds. And it just – I saw that, and I was like, man, he needs to not do that. It, he looked like he was going for an extra yard. And then later on in the game, he didn't even take the big hit. It was before the hit. So it was that is him trying to cut back into the field for the extra yards when he did it. You could mm-hmm. see the bend in the. You could see it. Uh, didn't look happy or didn't look comfortable. Yeah. So then when it happened, of course, you know, Forty Nine er Universe exploded, and everybody assumed the worst. And you know, we were going to be horrible, and now we're competing for the number one pick. And, you know, our season is over, which, I mean, our season is over, sort of. I mean, we, yeah, our, we def- our season's over to an extent. Yeah, I mean, so go ahead, explain that to me. What do you mean by when you, by to an extent, Wyatt? Well, the only reason I've, I didn't have any confidence, when you look at C.J. Beathard from last year, you, you, as soon as you see Jimmy Garoppolo injured, you assume the worst. Yeah, we're competing worst pick in the draft. We're gonna have the best, our best pick in the draft. We're gonna be top five in the picks at least, and then all of a sudden, Jimmy or C.J. Beathard comes out and does plays the way he did against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Just it gives you a little bit of hope. Like just if he could sustain what he did, it gives you a little bit of hope. Not to what Jimmy G would do, but just hope. So you didn't believe in the Iowa quarterback? I believe in the Iowa quarterback when it comes to college. Oh. Yeah, C.J. Beathard, of course, he was the old Iowa quarterback and was picked up by the 49ers last year. So last year, yeah, yeah, he was he played pretty well for us. But, you know, we go through. I'm not I'm not talking about for the 49ers. I'm talking about for Iowa in college, Mm -hmm. Big Ten. Oh, he was good. Yeah, that's what I'm by us. Yeah, sorry. By the free, he played pretty well for the Hawkeyes, right? Mm hmm. But we'll get to C.J. Beathard here in just a little bit. Now, of course, everybody knows that we have C.J. Beathard in his performance this week, but everybody knows that C.J. Beathard is the backup quarterback. And we tried out a bunch of quarterbacks. There were a lot of names like Tom Savage that were coming out. We E.J. Manuel came out. His He came out for tryouts. There were there were a lot of Matt Moore. He ended up not coming, but his, his was a name that came up. And there was a lot of guys that, that kind of were brought up and brought into the facility to do as a tryout, to bring in a tryout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. 
Now, of course, we didn't bring anybody in, and there are a lot of people that kind of criticize us for that. I don't know about the main analysts, but I know that within the Twitter, Twitter sphere or Twitter fear or whatever they call it, there were some people that were pretty upset about it. There, obviously, there was the big Colin Kaepernick thing coming in, and is he, a, is he a scheme fit or is he not? And what is your opinion? Do you think we should have brought in another quarterback? I'm not going to criticize them for not doing it. Just for the sense, I'm not there. I didn't get to see what they saw. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to go criticize something if it's not, like, super obvious. It's like, oh, okay. But if it's not super obvious and if if, if things just didn't match up, I'm not going to go criticize coaches for it when I I don't – I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I didn't see what was going on. So I I think we should have, but if, if things just didn't match up, things didn't work out, then, I mean – I'm not going to criticize him for it. Yeah, and I can understand people wanting us to bring in a quarterback. You know, you know yeah. I even I even mentioned it. You know, there's Tyrod Taylor because you had Baker Mayfield taking over the position. So Tyrod Taylor, Nick Foles, there were a couple quarterbacks that you could come in and just step into that position and potentially be an upgrade over C.J. Beathard. But the coaching staff and team stayed behind Beathard, and after watching this game, it seems like he definitely has improved from year one. And that is something that was pretty evident. He he was making better throws. He was getting rid of the ball faster. I read just a little bit ago earlier today that Beathard said the game has started to slow down and he's able to start seeing things happen. But more than that, I think the big reason why it was really valuable for us not to bring in another quarterback to take over that starting job is that with Kyle Shanahan's offense, with Jimmy Garoppolo gone, what ended up happening is that if we bring in somebody else to the team, they're not going to know Shanahan's offense. And while Garoppolo, his development is going to stop on the field now because of his injury, if we bring in an outside quarterback that doesn't know the system, we stop the development of the other players on the team and on the offense, like our wide receivers, our offensive line potentially, all these new players that we brought in and these these young wide receivers, by keeping our quarterbacks on, maybe we don't have as many wins, but we're preparing our players within the offense with a quarterback that knows the offense, knows the scheme, and is able to run it. Yeah, yeah he's already been here. He knows everything. They don't have to go backtrack and backtrack the entire team just for around him. They're, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying there. I mean – try to progress the whole team, not just worry about wins, but turn this year into more of a progression year, like mature, mature more of the players into what we want them to be year type thing. Yeah, absolutely. And when you actually look at the year in general, I think that there was a little bit of, there was some pretty high hopes for the Niners and we even kind of bought into it. We're like, you know, maybe we're a borderline playoff team and we might be with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think that within the 49ers facility, they may have thought that they had more talent in certain positions than they actually do. Yeah, I I 100% agree. So we'll have to see what happens with next year. Hopefully we'll bring in a couple more, at least another wide receiver, and we'll we'll continue to build on the team and we'll progress. One more thing. With Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, his pedigree and his development as a quarterback – He's, he's at the point now where he has everything that he needs. He has the tools. He has the vision. He has the, the football IQ. The only thing that's really missing in the Jimmy Garoppolo development as a quarterback 
is game time reps. Yeah, you only can do so much off the field. Like for a quarterback, you only can do so much with looking at the playbook, watching film, practicing against your defense. I mean, I know from experience, you learn that defense. I mean, even if you do scout team defense, stuff like that, you still know the defense, you know the players more about the defense. Practices are slower than games. You only how do I explain this? But you have to you just gotta get you have to have the game time reps at game time speed, getting hit when people are out trying to win games. You need that. Yeah, when your defense isn't letting off of you because you're the quarterback, can't have you hurt or stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've definitely he's going to lose that year, which really is unfortunate because this year we were going to take some bumps and bruises and he was going to develop as a quarterback. He was going to make mistakes. He was going to do those things that we expect a young quarterback to do. And the hope was that he was going to learn from those and develop this year and then move in next year and become that seasoned quarterback that has been through that. So we may see a regression in Jimmy Garoppolo's progression it may be a little bit slower than what niner fans were hoping so yeah it's definitely unfortunate when you start thinking about it in those terms anyway so moving on from jimmy garoppolo's development and cj bethard and we have the quarterback thing going on so what i want to do is we we've had some good and we've had some bad you know excluding and not really necessarily talking about the 40 the jimmy garoppolo injury you know, why? what are some of your concerns with this team right now? To be honest, I was more comfortable with than I like to admit now. Just for the fact I thought we had more here than we do. I'm – I would say DBs, but the safeties – I mean, safeties are okay. I like the safeties. I'm going to just narrow it down to corners. A big thing I'm – Starting to, it's just crept in, especially when the Lions, they played the Lions. It just kind of clicked to me. We really don't have that. We don't have that. What we thought, well, we don't have what I thought we had there. We don't have the depth for sure. You know, we're sitting here and a killer Witherspoon's been playing injured. Richard Sherman is injured now. You start looking at what we have and our players, maybe we, we have some injuries that popped up. We don't have depth behind those players per se. And the some of the players aren't developing as quickly as we may have hoped. So between those three different things, I think that we've, we've fallen short in our secondary. And it's pretty clear that that secondary is going to need some, some work and assistance. Yeah, 100%. It, it needs time. It needs... We need to really work on depth in that position. Yeah, depth definitely needs to be worked on in that position. And in the secondary, we, we definitely need a pass rush. I mean, wow, we, we need a pass rush. And that's that's a very clear. In the last two years, we have just ignored the last two offseasons, just ignored it. That The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have to address our pass rush next year. Yes, they do. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and, and so I agree with you with the secondary, you know, definitely needs some work. Our wide receivers, I'm not sure what's going on with our wide receivers, but we, 
we're not getting open. We're, we're not getting open, and that's something that you can see with the game. I mean, C.J. Beathard was kind of caught holding the ball a couple times, and, you know, when your wide receivers aren't getting open, sometimes you, you get caught. Same thing is happening to Jimmy Garoppolo. So we, we got to scheme these guys open. Now, again, injuries have kind of got into it. Dante Pettis got injured this last game. Yeah, Goodwin's been injured. And there's just been like, – it's been injuries for sure going on. Um, so one of my big concerns is just our injuries. And, man, so why – you sit here and you think about it. And, yes, when we're watching this game, I've heard this, I've heard this a couple other times throughout the podcast, but as I was watching the game, you know, we're sitting there and – and Westberg gets injured and he's out with a knee injury. Then McGlinchey goes out with a knee injury. Then Staley goes out with a knee injury. And then Pettis is out with a knee injury. And Goodwin is, is limited. And, and then you start looking around and you're like, man, what is the difference between the 2000? And Jimmy Garoppolo's is gone and Beathard is in right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I was watching that game, and I was like, what is the difference right now between the 2019 49ers and the 2018 49ers? It was almost the same team. Yeah. To be honest, it was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was – you know, I heard a couple other people talking about that, but I was watching it, and we played better. I thought we played better. You know, C.J. Beather definitely showed progression and showed that he has developed and grown as an NFL quarterback and that he can play quarterback he showed that he is a nfl quarterback at least a backup he may not be a nick Foles level backup where he could be an nfl super bowl mvp but he's definitely a competent backup quarterback that can keep us in games yeah you also you forgot about i mean not only injuries during games but preseason injuries stuff like that jerick mckinnon mm-hmm. a lot of hype a lot of hype behind mckinnon you know yeah He's out. Done for the year. I mean, yeah. this and some of these. Is, there's so many guys that we have that we expect so much out of. And, like, two guys, that probably, like, two of the biggest, besides Richard Sherman, probably the two biggest moves we made in the offseason with, or technically this was last year, but I'm going to say offseason because, you know, Jimmy G with last year came in. Didn't get to see him a whole lot. We saw a little bit, but. And then Jerick McKinnon. And we haven't seen much out of either one of them, to be honest. Yeah, no. We haven't seen much out of either of them. I mean, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo go out, and he, he did play well. He did play well. But he had some some hiccups as well. Had some hiccups. And Jerick McKinnon was out. And a lot of these injuries are no-contact injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was hurt before – he got hit. That was a no-contact injury that happened. Same thing with Jarek McKinnon was a no-contact con- no injury. Same thing with Matt Breida the game before. His knee, when he got hurt, was a no-contact injury. So what is going on with the 49ers in these no-contact injuries? Is it the – I mean, is it their strength and training program or trainers? Or what is – you know, is that a concern? Is, is this just NFL – standard NFL bad luck, or is there something going on in the facility that is creating a weakness within those, the ligaments and, and soft tissue injuries that are happening with no contact? Yeah, 100%. It's starting to creep up there in my worries. I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, I saw McKinnon. Yeah, bad luck. Garoppolo. Okay. What's going on? And then it just keeps happening. It's like, 
okay, now what's actually going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This should what? not be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going on? What is happening to these players? So that's something to really be concerned about. Okay. So we've talked about some of the, the negatives that we've seen as some of our concerns. So what are some of the positive things you've seen? Some of the positive things I've seen. Hmm. One really big positive thing I've seen, which no surprise to me, no surprise to you, maybe surprise to a few others, but Mr. Kittle. Yeah. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah. Yeah, Kittle, and he came out, and he definitely, he really did look good during this last game. And a lot of people, I think most 49ers fans know now because it's kind of been a a storyline as of last week. But Beathard and Kittle were roommates in college. Yeah, they were. Same college. And And they were roommates. I mean, they lived together. I mean, they're best friends. So they're best friends, and and they definitely have a connection. And uh, you can see it there. And I think Kittle, he did have – a, a couple drops again, but he is, he really is developing. He's explosive. He's talented. And I think that he really does have the potential to be he's, one of the, the number one elite. Well, the, one of the elite tight ends in the, in the league. You say potential. And when I get talking about it, I'm, I'm saying he's going to be <laughs> at this point. I mean, partially because he's from Iowa and I want to see, elite talent out of Iowa. This that sounds amazing. But I mean he's going to be. If he keeps doing what he's doing at the rate he's doing it, he's mm-hmm. going to be elite within a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he probably will be. And I mean he's already kind of started to show that. I know that in fantasy leagues he's doing really well. His PFF grade, he's grading out really high in PFF ratings. So. I mean not just not just going by stat wise, but like you were saying, you went into work one day, and someone brought up, "Who are these guys? Kittle and Buckner? Yep. Like, who are these guys? I mean, it's not only not only the stats are showing it, but games in game, people are noticing these guys. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Kittle is a big bright side. I think the other bright side is when the when the injuries aren't affecting them. Uh, last week we had a lot of injuries, but our offensive line is coming together very nicely. I mean. We have we had the NFL leading rusher leading up to next week. Yeah, Matt Breida. Or last week, I mean. Yeah. yeah With I mean, Breida. That, yeah, I that was, was just – I was go talking ahead. to a buddy of mine, right? And he was asking me, who should I start in my fantasy league? And he was talking – I don't remember who it was. It was some flex guy that should be like a flex starter. And he was like, you're a Niners fan. I don't want you to be biased about this, but who do I start? Breida or this guy? And I was like, start Breida. Just start him. Trust me. He starts Brita, and he wins. Well, he would have lost if he would have start, started the other guy. Nice. He won his week when Brita had a big game. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is really coming along well. And I think that, you know, as long as they can stay healthy, that's going to that's gonna be a really big positive for the team. The other things that are positive is, well, right now, C.J. Beathard, I mean, him coming out, that was definitely a positive. He came out and he gave us a chance to win. And that's really all you can ask from a backup quarterback is he gave us a chance to win. Now, that last hit that he took, there was another, that last hit that he took that was intercepted. (laughs) And you watch that and the coaches even said, you know, he's got to see that coming in. He's got to see that blitz 
and notice it and get that ball out faster. But the part that was unfortunate is that came from the left side, right where Joe Staley would have been if he would have been in the game. Yeah. Right. It was just really unfortunate to see that happen. So, you know, I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about the direction of the team in general. Now, I again, I, this is a little bit of a concern. I am so frustrated by Matt Breida. The coaching staff, they just – I don't think they really are using him to the full extent of what they can. He was He was running really well, and then they just stopped running him. And they've done that game after game after game. Him and Morris have almost got the same number of snaps, and it just hasn't panned out, you know? I just don't understand. Not panned out, but, I mean, it has panned out. They both they both ran really well, but I just don't understand why you stop handing the ball to Brita. Brita has been just as effective running down running down in the in the trenches as Morris. And I just it frustrates me every time they take Brita out when he's on fire to put Morris in. Yeah, it it frustrates me. It's like I didn't expect this out of Brita, to be honest. This isn't what I expected. I expected Morris. I mean, looking at him preseason and stuff, I expected Morris. But when Brita's on fire and he's running amazing, why? Why stop? Mm -hmm. When a guy's on fire, why pull him? Yeah, I agree. It's just frustrating. I don't understand why they're doing it, and I wish that they would just let him go. Let him go. Let him run. Let him do what he needs to do. So, yeah, I really like having Brita. I think Brita is an awesome asset to have. And man, if we could keep, we're gonna have Brita next year. If we can get Brita and Jarek McKinnon out on the team at the same time in the backfield, man, that'd be something. That's gonna be. Like uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, two point Yeah, I mean, I hope that it's it ends up working out uh, with having the two the two running backs as we go through. Okay, so let's talk about this game, Wyatt. Yeah. So the game against the Chiefs. What was your thoughts? Game against the Chiefs. Oh wait, sorry. Game against the Chargers. Oh, game against the Chargers. Okay. The game against the Chargers. So, I personally want to say we kind of blew the game. Mm, oh yeah, we definitely did. I mean, we we came out to a fourteen and zero lead with a pick, pick six, six, and then run right down and scoring right off the first drive. Yeah, I mean, you come out, you see that, you're expecting a lot out of the game. I mean. I mean, start off a game with a pick six and a leading drive touchdown. You expect something, and then comes out and it just drops off. It's like, oh man, I thought that was ours to take. Yeah, I mean, it was it was unfortunate, and it, you know, we we definitely came out and we played well, but then we regressed, right? And we allowed them to get back into the game, but then we came back, and. You know, my big takeaway from the game, again, the the running game was good. We had a couple drop passes. The wide receivers did all right. Yeah. Um, but the, the real takeaway for me is that Beathard looked like a quarterback. He was throwing the ball. He looked sharp. He was thrown to his right, thrown to his left. He was running the ball, which was interesting. So he wasn't taking the hits. He was scrambling out. He took a couple big hits. Yeah, and- I saw one where – he took off outside of the pocket, and he got a couple yards, and a linebacker just laid him out. And Beth yeah. looked around, got back up, and off the go again he went. 
Yeah, and then he got the wind knocked out of him that one time. And uh, so, I, you know, it, the, the jury's still out with Bethard, and we're going to go and we're going to see what happens. But right now I feel good walking into the game with him as the starting quarterback. I don't feel great, but I feel good about it. I think that he, he has that kind of grit that I think we're going to need to make it through this tough season to, to keep the team motivated, to keep playing. They believe in him. I really think that he's going to be able to do that. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, yeah. Oh, um, one of the other concerns I have is the tackling. The tackling just has not worked out, and it, it continued in this game. We had a league re- uh, we were leading the league in missed tackles, and we didn't fix that. Mm-mm. I mean, they looked like – no offense to my team, but, I mean, like in our separate leagues, they looked like us out there. <laughs> yeah it did not look good the tackling just was not there and that's something that we're going to have to address and there's some people that think that Sala our defensive coordinator should be on the hot seat maybe he should maybe he shouldn't I'll tell you right now it's unlikely that you're going to end up being able to find just a defensive coordinator on the street that's going to that's going to be able to step in and be any better than Sala right now so that's probably if he doesn't end up panning out going into next season, we probably end up with another wide receiver, or another defense. But it's hard to it's hard to blame Sala when you have so many injuries on, in the secondary and on the field, and then you have people just not executing. Yeah, just not executing. Yeah, I mean it's really hard to go blame a coordinator when it's just. I mean, there's only so much coordinator can do. To be honest. And then it just comes mm-hmm. down to grit and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. So with this game, you know, I don't want to get too much into like the actual breaking down the entire thing. We talked a lot in the beginning. We got to talk a little bit about the Cardinals. But with the with this last game with the Chargers, we came in and we were expecting we were like 10-point underdogs. And we came in and we showed them that we can play, that we're still a viable team that can play football. And you're not going to be able to just come and walk all over us. And at the end, yeah. we had a chance to win it. We didn't win it, but we were sitting there and we had a chance to go win the game at the very end of the at the very end. So I feel pretty good about that. And you know, we'll see what happens with this next game. So what are your what are your thoughts with the Cardinals? Do you think we're going to win this game? Because it's the Cardinals, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not for sure what day and time I'd say no that we're losing to the Cardinals. Yeah, right now they're 0-4, and they look like they're probably the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, but hey, so, we're supposed to be competing for the first pick or the first pick in the NFL draft. Right? No, probably, probably not the first one, but we're definitely we're gonna probably be in the top ten. I mean, that's probably real. Yeah, that that's probably real. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I know. You're, I know you were being sarcastic, but that's because that's what everybody's saying. But with this game, the biggest takeaway I have with the Cardinals game is this. We have to win. Yeah, we have to win. I mean, yeah, it's a if we don't win, just my confidence in the team's going to go down. Yeah, my confidence as well is, is going to drop. But, uh, I mean, every, you can lose any team. But for the Niners, for the players, they have to go in and they have to win this game because they have to prove to themselves that they can beat bad teams. I mean, maybe we can't beat the best teams right now. Maybe we're not a playoff team. 
but at a minimum, the Niners need to be able to beat bad teams. That's where we're at in 2019. Can we beat bad teams or not? And if we can't, then we have a much bigger problem than we thought we did. Yeah. This is kind of irrelevant in the NFL, but I'm so in Madden. Madden? Mm hmm. Confidence affects the players' like overall ranking. Just the confidence in themselves and the team, that's like a big one that affects the rating. So it's like it doesn't really. No, that's a no, confidence. It, like, it does, but it doesn't because it's Madden. But I no, mean, that does, translates. It does affect how they play. That translates to real life. Yeah, absolutely. That translates to real life. But, anyways, so that is you know, kind of a review of the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. We talked a little bit about the Chargers game, some, you know, with the CJ Beathard and the injuries. We talked about the injuries and a little bit of our thoughts about the Cardinals. I mean, we have to win the game, and this is this is what has to happen. So as a team and a record, we're not really any different than what was probably expected. I did kind of expect us to go. I, I actually – I think I predicted that we were going to go 3-1, and one, not 1-3. One and three. And that almost happened. I mean, we almost beat the Chiefs or the, the Vikings. And we probably I – mean, we almost beat the Chargers and the Chiefs. I, mean, I thought that we were going to lose the Chiefs for sure. I thought that yeah. we were going to steal the Chargers, that we probably should lose that game, and we were going to steal it. And I really thought that we were going to come out and shock the, the Vikings and that they were going to start off slow. The opposite was true with that. So Yeah, they came out firing. Yeah, and we did not. So yeah. I was completely off. You were closer on the mark. You thought we were going to lose to the Vikings, beat the Lions, lose to the Chiefs, and beat the Chargers. Yeah, I thought we were going to go 50%. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I, when I gave my prediction, I said that's probably what's going to happen. But I really felt like we were going to steal the game from the Vikings, and we didn't. So, so, but I mean, if you looked at it and you said, hey, the 49ers, after looking at that schedule, were one in three with Jimmy Garoppolo. You could kind of expect that with yeah. who we looking were playing. At, looking at the schedules that we had, that's not an easy first four games yeah. by no means. Okay, Wyatt. Well, I don't have anything else for the podcast right now, and it's getting kind of late, and we have to go to bed, and you have to go to school, and I have to go to work. So uh, do you have anything else? No. I don't either, but I love you, Wyatt. Love you, Dad. Okay, good night. Good night. <laughs>